Thank you so much for hanging out with us again on a Tuesday night. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo. This is the WCAC Spectacular. He's Matt Seal. What's up, guys? I feel uh, out of place here tonight. I'm usually over here. What's it's, a, it's a big seat to fill, homeboy. It, it is. Where we normally would see Tim Strachan. He has uh, abandoned us tonight for a classier uh, event, but certainly not more fun. He's Kevin Ricca. Yeah, it's a non-basement work-related situation. And, on a Tuesday. You know, this time of year. I, I can't argue. You've got to give him a pass. Yeah. Hall nah, pass. I, I got it was a, an approved PTO request. Sure. Obviously. It was. Um, well, we got a heck of a lot of stuff going down. It's like using PTO on a weekend. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, or like the, a holiday because you were already getting the day off because it's Tuesday. But that's all right. We miss you, T. Um, we are uh, here to talk about the news of the day and the week uh, in WCAC, the greatest high school sports conference in the land. Thank you for being with us. Uh, and it's it's always cool when that's true. There's, there, there is stuff to talk about that's actually yeah. uh, kind of amazing. We obviously love talking about the action uh, on the hardwood, but from the both boys and girls' uh, perspectives, um, awesome programs in the WCAC. Um, but I thought and I think that the story of the week uh, in a really cool, fun way uh, is this Maryland football program resurrecting itself right in front of our eyes from a personnel standpoint that we believe is going to be a culture situation over there um and the wcac is at the core of of all of it i mean i i, I selfishly and i believe that but i think it i think it's true yeah i mean we're not kidding around uh we talked about lockdown last week well the first conference that needs to be put on lockdown no one knows better than coach loxley and he's taking steps to make that uh, progression happen sooner than later, isn't he? Yeah, so he's uh, obviously going to completely reshape the sidelines. Um, and we've heard a lot of names, but there's official news uh, for, from from the official news. I mean, it's from official. our official news people. It's official. Right. I mean, go ahead, tell us. Our I mean, sources, yes. Insider, Elijah Brooks. Yeah. Elijah it's Brooks done. is uh, is going to become a part of the new staff over at Maryland, uh, I think, as of tomorrow, from what we understand, from what we read earlier. Yep. And uh, the people that we've spoken with. Uh, good luck to Coach Brooks. You know, there's going to be a, a lot of turnover over there at DeMath, and he's done one hell of a job. I mean, uh, you know, the league is certainly going to miss Coach Brooks and, yep. and all the championships he's taken with him and the relationships. And, and he was great to us here coming on, one of the first coaches to jump he on with us. He was the first us. coach this year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you, coach. So we certainly are going to wish him the best, but he ain't going that far, and he is still certainly going to be a big part of this conference. Yeah. I mean. Well, so he, he goes to Maryland where he'll immediately get two guys he knows real well in McFarland and Harrison. Yeah. And with an eyeball on old Marshawn still hanging around one town hanging with one more year. Street. I mean, right. listen, as a running back himself, you know, I'm not. We're not certain what position he's going to assume on staff, but you would think that it would make a little bit of sense if he was involved with the running backs, especially with his previous relationship with the two guys on the roster yep. and the young man that's in Hyattsville for one more season before he might wind up in Hyattsville again. We'll see. You know, I think it's a Penn State Maryland 50-50 as of yesterday. That's I word. got to think those percentages are going to be a, a little re, re yeah. they're going to have to show their work on this one after what happens tomorrow. So, and Marshawn Lloyd is is an awesome player, man. If you've watched it, any Dematha in the last Explosive. year and you watch him down the stretch, he's fantastic. You, it's there's nobody that's better than that. He's the guy you want on your team. Came out today, he's a top 20 player in his class in the nation as a five-star. Rivals yeah. came out with their new business today. Uh, we got a couple good good guys from, from the league right in there. I mean, 
you know, we might as well go ahead and say it. Rakim Jarrett listed as a five-star, which was ridiculous that he wasn't last year. And? The number one wide receiver in the senior class, the next year's senior class in the nation, which we've said in this basement time and time again for the last so few years. That's two top 20 guys just right off the top. And MJ Sherman, another top 20 guy. He's top 20. St. John's five-star coming off an ACL surgery. Uh, he is in there just busting it. Landon. Landon Tangwall. Good counsel. Good counsel. Obviously. We know Caleb Williams. Okay, Caleb a Williams. Five-star type guy. You got Luke Hill, the cornerback at St. John's. And uh, just a plethora of sophomores that we have not seen. Yep. Them, them get re-ranked yet. But I got to imagine that there is a handful out there. And, uh, you know, I think a kid like Trey Williams in that 2020 class, I thought might get that five-star. Tyzee Johnson, a sophomore. Yep. Uh, I mean, Colin Henrick. Has, those two guys are rising juniors who have started – so many games against top 20 competition, you can't even count. It's double digits. Yep. They've been in the trenches for freshman and sophomore year against the, in the, the toughest schedule in the nation. There's some players out here to talk about in this fall, and, and we will get to all that. How many five stars can a conference expect to have? I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think we have exactly six known, two that we know. Six, yep. six official, two that we know. So we're right around the eight number. and we'll probably get two more. To I, 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 I mean, bunch. you know, with, with, with what goes on around I mean, that's here. That's ridiculous. Like, that, that, like high school conferences don't have ten five stars. Why the heck do you think Nick Saban felt the need to fly into town to double check, double discount check His DeMarco Hellum yeah, situation right. uh, as, as Mike Loxley takes over this area? He's no dummy. He has not gotten to the top of the mountain without knowing stuff. Everything that's going on. I mean, on. DeMarco Hellams, first of all, that's a testament to how good we've been telling everybody we know um, how good, you know, that guy is. The fact that Saban obviously is willing to get on a plane and come up here yeah. just to be safe. And, and also He's going to be awesome. He's going to be so much fun to watch on also, Saturdays. Saban might have spotted a seven foot two basketball player he might want as a tight end. Great story. Year, from what we understand from Coach Jones over there at DeMatha. Great story. It's fantastic stuff. Yeah, Mike Jones tweeted out. Uh, that as Saban was on campus at DeMatha, he was walking by DeMatha's basketball practice, and uh, Hunter Dickinson said, hey, coach, you ever thought about recruiting a seven-foot-two tight end? <laughs> and he said, why not? We recruited Kobe Bryant. Now, from what I understand, that was during the Michigan State days, yep. and I'm not certain if East Lansing was at the top of Kobe's list after he wound up in Los Angeles for yep. about 20-some years. But, uh, hey, what a cool thing that is, just to have Nick Saban walk through campus and have your – your, your super stud five star center, seven two with I saw on Twitter a spin move to the basket and a, and a dunk that you don't you don't see you don't see seventeen year old seven foot two guys be able to do what he did. Yeah. I mean it was an inside dribble to the to the basket with a two hand flush and yeah. run back down court like he did it like in his sleep. And he hung up there a little bit just to yeah send he gave it he said, gave a little high knee yeah he this. did yeah. And then that guy has the confidence to just give Saban a shout out, who just gives him. A, this is what we do around here, man. This is why we're yeah, talking about why, this league. It's this interesting about Saban. It's uh, just like a, a, a cool note on. I mean, he, that guy's got a pretty big game coming up uh, for him and his program. And but I think college coaches are making this trip. All every college coach probably made this trip at some point between their last game mm -hmm. and their bowl game, probably multiple times. I'm wondering if he was in town at all for for locks. Uh, for anything that was going on with that uh, situation, because I think he yeah, I'm protection sure he, mode. Mm -hmm. Well, I and I think and I think Saban does now know, yeah, in a way that he didn't before. Locks was involved yeah. with his program, so good. Uh, you know, good on the WCAC for putting you know some people on that sidelines. It'll be fun to watch who takes over Dematha because they're going to get some will. 
players. And I guess good on... Well, we're going to talk about that in a second, but just right before yeah. we get off the subject, you know I love the story of Nick Saban mm-hmm. a few years ago coming up with St. John's Terrell Lewis, who had visited Alabama and was going on a visit to Old Miss or Mississippi State, one or the other. And he is getting ready to board a plane uh, at BWI Airport about 15 minutes before they call for him to come up. He's sitting by himself, listening to his Walkman, and who comes over and taps him on the shoulder in the airport right before he boards the plane? Nick Saban. Right before yep. he's heading on his trip to Ole Miss or Mississippi State, whichever it may have been, just to remind Terrell uh, how they feel about him down at Alabama that's before crazy. he headed down to I mean, Ole Miss. The, 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 attention, the attention to detail. Now, Mike Loxley is one of the top recruiters in the nation pre his uh, three years at Alabama, but you got to imagine those two guys, you know, got together and shared a few tricks of the trade. I mean, if you're a recruiter, if you're a great recruiter, you're probably a, at least sixty percent great stalker. Oh, I mean, man. because of the way the, part of the, deal. the way it's it's unbelievable. Reminds me of Mike Lonergan trying to recruit my three-year-old son at the airport on his way to Vermont. Right. That's a, hey, that uh, he what another great recruiter. Yes. I mean, uh, yes. Hey. Right. Make it like stop, stop boring that. But that coach, I, don't, I was like, I don't think I've said like one word in the last fifteen minutes. I actually was recruited by and played for <laughs> Mike Lonergan. So you know. Great job, Coach. I was, cheers, I, was cheers, coach. I was thirty pounds overweight after ACL surgery, and he stuck with me. So God bless him. Oh man, uh, the uh, hardwood transition. Well, hold on, real oh, quick. Okay. We have not yet to talk about the possible, the possibilities of who's the next Amatha coach. That's which anyone? Oh, who's okay, okay. I didn't. Anyone I didn't, listening. I wasn't got sure. To be sitting here saying, "Hey, Ricka, knock it off about the Terrell Lewis Saban stuff." What? What? What do we think? Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know we were gonna and who's make a big a, thing. I mean, if that's well, I mean, you know what? Listen, we don't know anything. We've got we don't know anything. We've got one guy we've on got staff people. Who, who moves up to the top. Josh Wilson yeah. is there. I think everyone would imagine that would be the safe bet. That's been the, that's been the word spread. That's your uh, in-house pick. I said, uh, well, my Wild in-house card? my in-house pick is uh, is uh, look, it's just out there, and uh, we're we're Redskins fans. The Joe Gibbs era, when we got Joe Gibbs to come back after a number of years, the excitement level. I mean, it's kind of hard to look around and see what these the, the, what Elijah's done, and what was happened before him. And I'm, I'm, I'm calling hashtag return of the Mac. I think a, a phone call to Bill McGregor has to happen. Okay. And I don't, no, I, I don't, him. aside from that, who knows? I don't know what the relationships are. I don't pretend to know. Uh, and I don't have any inside sources. I'm pretty sure he would at least take the call. But you got to take that call. You know, you, and you have to reach out. He did a great job at that program. You know, it was, I'm not saying he turned it, it, it was something before he got there, but what he, he took it to a new, new level, new heights. And uh, the relationships he's made with many friends of mine, including one of our best friends that usually yeah. is sitting right there, you know, you can't you can't just ignore the elephant in the room, which is a, a, a Hall of Fame high school head coach that has won, I mean, a bazillion championships. You, you lose count after a while. I, I I was on the wrong end of one of them, and then and coaching on the wrong end of a bunch. But anyone who's played or coached in this league can say the same thing. Yep. yep. So. Uh, you know, there's a couple names out there. I heard of Ian Thomas thrown out there. The guy. Uh, you know, I got to think you got to sh- sh- give a call to Dino Campbell. I mean, a legendary super stud who's over sure. at St. John's yeah. right now. Of course, the cadets wouldn't want to lose him, but that's a guy that was on the sidelines for 19 of those years. You know, I think 19 championships is, yep. is what it was. On the sidelines for 23 or 24 of them, you know. So there's definitely some, uh, some awesome choices. There's a list out there for And we're sure. certainly excited to see it. But, I, hey, I, I got to think, you know, Bill McGregor might be the guy. I just th- think that they shouldn't just not consider Terry McGann at all. I mean, he was a uh, he put he together a, a quality flag football team back in the day. Not a team, not just a team, a league. A league. Come on, for give the goodness man some credit. Sake. For goodness' sake, played for. I, I can feel him blushing from about a quarter mile <laughs> away right now. 
Uh, well, so that's going to be fun to watch as well. I mean, a, again, the fact that we'll be talking about a high school program and the direction of it with potentially a game-changing coaching decision. But that's not the only national news we got going on. No, it's not. No, it's not. In fact, our, in fact, the three of us sitting here, so well represented with the girls' basketball programs the here. Scene. The Saint, scene is nuts, isn't it? St. John's and McNamara were the top three going into the week, I believe. They in were the two country, and three. Not just locally, in the country. In the country, of in course. The country. Yes. Of course. That's outrageous. The Mustangs and the Cadets, Lady Mustangs, Lady Cadets. And the Mustangs didn't have a, didn't have a game this week. Uh, yep. The Cadets had a couple. It was the Arts. The Art Turner Classic, Art which Turner is Classic. a very high publi- highly publicized uh, girls' basketball tournament. Paul VI hosted this year. Mm-hmm. You got teams from all over the country, St. John's, Paul VI locally, uh, Woodbridge High School down in Virginia. Christ the King from New York came down, number one team in the country, until they, they went up against St. John's Cadets. Yeah. And one versus two. This early in the season is phenomenal. What a great tournament. And friend of the show, AZ Fudd, did what she always does, put on a show. Dude. Dropped, I think, 30-some points. 35. They won 57-49. She put on a, a quiet a 35. Yeah. That's, she's a sophomore, and she is a phenom. Yep. Yep. Phenom. She quite possibly could be the best female basketball player at the high school level in the country, and she's right in our backyard. It might be. Uh, she might be a generational type player. Yeah, I think, yes. I, I mean, oh, I, yeah. at this point in time, I think people yeah. are woken up to the fact yeah. that she, I think she's right this very she second. She is USA Basketball as well. The price of the mission yeah. to go watch them play ball, for sure. And she's got some, some fantastic teammates, too. She's not just a one-girl show. Oh, no doubt she's about it. Great Coach Scribner, Coach Scribner has, he's got himself a ball squad. And, you know, a couple times last year she came off the bench. And I think she came off the bench against Visitation Room the year last year and hit 10 threes. I mean, the kid is dynamite, but what a special person. She is a team-first player, and she's beloved by her teammates. And like you said, there's plenty of girls on that squad that are going to go play at the next level. And Coach Scribner's done a heck of a job. With the uh, you know the pressures of having all these times. players, yeah, he's a yeah. certain. Friend I can of actually hear him. He sits right there. That's I can right. hear him. Uh, uh, another friend of the show. Loud coaching yeah. voice yeah. right down the street. And uh, it'll be certainly sweet when, to, to see it in print when it says uh, the Cadets and the Mustangs are the top two girls basketball programs in the United States of America. And we'll be at uh, at least one of those games uh, between St. John's yeah. and McNamara. Yeah. Uh, we're we're making plans right now to be broadcasting live. Uh, the one from St. John's, at least, we uh, talked February 9th. February yeah. 9th. Um, we're also talking to Bishop McNamara about doing a girls' game or two from there. So, uh, check, you know, keep keep your eyes out on that. We, now Stay that we're tuned. getting out of football uh, live productions and into basketball live productions, we, we, we're excited to call some games. And um, the Hoops Fest tournament, I still can't believe. First of all, I can't believe all the teams that were in it. There was some outrageous talent at the Matha this past weekend. I saw some games Friday and Saturday and was just amazed at the teams. I mean, Carroll took on uh, Holy Spirit Prep from Atlanta, Georgia. They had a top five ranked kid in the country. I'm blanking on the young man's name. But he put on the show. Um, The highlight of that night, though, was Wilson taking on IMG. Now, granted, we're not talking WCAC. Well, we have a WCAC connection with IMG and Coach Sean McAloon. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they are America's super team. They are just something else, that squad. A uh, g- young man named Armando Baycott is from the Richmond, Virginia yep. area. He played on the team takeover squad. J- just committed to North Carolina. He, he, Roy mm-hmm. Williams got himself mm-hmm. a steal, and Coach Williams was in the house watching him on Saturday. Yep. Him and Coach Davis were over in the corner. you got to protect your investment, but guys. They, That's they, what we're learning do, about I mean, these they guys. They stick out with their Carolina blue sweaters. Right. I mean, they don't do anything to, to conceal that, but they're getting a That usually top singes my, my retina. It does. It's yeah. a dookie. you got your blue on tonight hey. representing. 
But they are going to get a stud when they get yeah. Midcott down there in Chapel Hill. And not, not just to, to limit it to that, going moving to Saturday, you had... Uh, it was tough for the WCAC. They, they had a the rough going. Part. You had Paul VI taking on Montverde, another top five team in the country. Yeah. One country. and two. IMG and Montverde, or today, yeah. Mon, is it Montverde, Verde, whatever it is. Yeah, the NBA on as they, IMG uh, first, right? As of, as of today, are yeah. the number one and two teams in the country. And uh, what I love about our conference is we take on all comers. We we'll, play we'll anyone, anytime, we'll anywhere. And, yeah, we had tough sledding this week. Our top six teams yeah. lost. And, and yeah. you got to give credit to Wilson, too, for stepping up to the plate and yeah. saying, we'll take on IMG. Sure. It doesn't matter. We, you know, right. we, we can compete with it. And Wilson hung with them for three quarters. And that, oh, they got the twin brothers heading to Maryland. The Mitchell brothers who were going to And the Mitchell Maryland. brothers were at McNamara at one point. They've yes. been at a few places. That I, it's hard to keep yep, track sometimes. But, but they've settled in nicely with Wilson. Yeah. So, you know, Coach Fernandez is doing a great job over there. You know, shout out to you guys. You know, keep working Without hard. Without a doubt. And those guys will settle in nicely with Coach Turgeon as well, I imagine. They will, yeah. for sure. Um, DeMatha, IMG Saturday night was the marquee game. I saw a couple of Carroll, uh, I think they were faculty members, who were behind the bench for the Carroll game at 1 o'clock. They didn't move <laughs> until that final I buzzer blew. Hoops junkies, I love it. The IMG game. I love it. it, it they, they were glued to their seat, yeah. and there wasn't a seat to be had in that place. They, they, they made a, a, sl- a slight issue with the DeMatha students coming in. They had to move a whole section of bleachers at – Right capacity house. They tried to do it at <coughs> halftime of the game before, and it didn't go over very well because yeah. I was sitting at that end. They of the were court. trying to get, get people to move, leave whole out of their seats. Half of the end zone bleachers. The guy kept going over the loudspeaker to say, "Unfortunately, you folks are going to have to move for the Demathis students because they're they, they have priority because they're hosting the, the the games here uh. in the facility." It didn't go over well because there was no place to go. Uh, yeah, every, everybody you know, running a basketball league, tournament at that level. It's, and, and shout out to the guys. Uh, the, a lot of the team takeover guys, I think Keith and Doug, yeah. did a fantastic job. So what happened? Yeah, those guys. What did people go? Man. Did the Dematha kids just have to did stand around? Kid, no, they 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 got people up. Uh, they had to bring in some uh, security, but the security walked down and just asked everybody to, you know, kindly just do it and begrudgingly it happened. But man, that's a tough sell. But when, yeah. when the school is kind enough to host a big event sure. like that, you got to give them a couple. Without breaks. a doubt, yeah. And it, it worked out well in the end because everybody who was there saw some fantastic basketball. And our message is always about, about the kids and exactly. those kids that came to support their classmates. You know, you can't overlook that. Nope. So sometimes adults might have to get up and, and rearrange right. their scenario, but and you know what? That's what we're doing. And they, That's they, why we're here. They made it known that they weren't happy about it, but they did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Everybody benefited in the end. Plus, you got to see the DeMatha kids dressed in their best Santa Claus elf-type outfits, which was definitely a highlight <laughs> for the crowd as well. So, shout out to them. Sounds like an awesome, awesome production. It was. I mean, DePaul VI, you know, stood up to Montverde. DeMatha stood up to mm-hmm. IMG. It just goes to show what level of ball we've got in this area. Yeah, well, DeMatha was leading the majority of the game, a, right? Yeah. Another won. big win on Sunday. I've, I mean, we don't want to just forget about That's the true. Mustangs. I didn't get to go back. There was a lot of action set Friday and Saturday. I did not get back, but McNamara had a great showing against Bullis. A lot of, uh, of defensive solitude there uh, transferred into the offensive zone for them. Um, Defensive solitude. Coach uh, Vini down like there, it. he's working on Keith. something good. Yeah, he's, he's got a solid. He told us he was got a yep. solid roster down there, so they're they're showing up and showing out down there in Forest. Well, good. I like Keith wasn't lying. No, he wasn't. But I, and I'm I'm not giving Keith or you a hard time, but we can't overlook the fact that. They, they they had an off night down at St. John's. Oh, no, of course we can. They almost got hey, doubled up. They, they, the, cadets, yeah. the cadets are for real. McNamara's for real. Yep. Hey, you have to bring your A game or else you're going you're to lose by league. a big margin. Yep. And, and people are going to have those nights. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to everyone, uh, but especially the top six in this division. 
Holy moly. You know, that's, you got to be scared to death to be a coach. There's not a guarantee on that schedule. I, I listen, not a guaranteed win. I had a great conversation with good council head coach G.J. Kissel, and I'm just saying, you know, it was not coach speak. And he was just looking yep. at you dead in the eye going, every night is a nightmare. And I said, I, I, he goes, but, you know, this is what we signed up we for. Signed up for. This, yeah. is what, this is why people come to these leagues. This is why people take these jobs. This is what it is. And, uh, and this time of year, it seems pretty intense already. Yeah. You know, this is what's up. Usually it's Christmas tournament we grew up. This is three weeks out. You know, this basketball is happening. These kids are ready in the year-round situation. Seems to have these kids ready and prepared to go this early in the season. Yep. I mean, traveling, playing against top teams in the nation in front of yep. packed houses. We very rarely played a conference game before January. Yeah. It's just yeah. the way it was set up. Yeah, but we didn't play 20 conference up. games either. True. So. You had to gear up for conference. It's exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. Conference you're, usually you're, happened after Christmas. By the time you start playing, it was like the games. first week of January. Yep. Now, now it doesn't matter. Now it doesn't matter. You hit the gauntlet yeah. right from the start nowadays. That's how the coaches. And like it's it. not any cupcake, 12, 13 game schedule. Well, it certainly wasn't at the Nike Hoop Fest this past weekend. Like, I can guarantee yeah. you that there were no cupcakes in that. Right. Early. Nope. I mean, we don't even mention Dematha beating Roman Catholic, who's a traditional right. national Strong powerhouse. Power. <laughs> who's I think they're right. Uh, they were right outside the top twenty-five. It was one of those teams to mention. One of the next on five the on the mm -hmm. bubble, and you know. Roman Catholic's put out teams year in, year out, and we've, you know, the, this, the WCAC has played against them in the Alhambra tournament year in, year out over the last three decades since I've been around. And uh, what a great tournament. You know, we might have a, we might have uh, a is, sniff of that one, won't we? we might is, need to. Is that still, I mean, they, they're going to get oh, yeah, some strong. of the teams that were at Hoops Fest are going to be out at Alhambra? Well, the, our local teams will be Besides, out. At least four, at least the four, WCAC right? WCAC champ and then the, the, the Philly Catholic League. Possibly fourth. Philly Catholic, mm -hmm. Baltimore Catholic. Mm -hmm. uh, Bishop Walsh is the host, I think. <coughs> and, uh, yep. They usually throwing, pull a team a or two from card. around the around the country yeah. to get someone to come. But heck, that's not until like March, mid late March. Yeah, yeah. March. Yep. That's after, a, after conference. That's so far away from right, right now. We got a whole lot to we talk about between now and us between now and then. That's for sure. So I, I I don't know what I was thinking for history of the WCAC, and I don't want to I don't want to overlook any any last minute thoughts on things. But I I feel like at some point we should work into the show uh, some tip of our hat back to something that happened in the WCAC, maybe not just this day in or this weekend, but, you know, the winter season, some winter season sport, which I only, I only played, when I was think, thinking about that today, I think I only, I only wrestled once. It was the worst winter season of my entire life. You guys at least please got to play tell basketball. Please videotape. Mr. Oh, no. Clark down at McNamara, please no, tell us no, you have It was terrible. That. I got a driver's license, and I no longer had to stay because my ride was a wrestler. So please send a student into the VHS oh, you, video. You, you it was the worst. You've told this story tape. on this spectacular before, but we asked for uh, uh, evidence of a onesie. And we it was called a singlet, first of singlet. all, not a onesie. I know, but I like to call it a onesie. <laughs> Kevin knows it's a singlet. <laughs> I would say you probably had more fun gearing up for basketball season than I had in that, that one terrible winter season of wrestling. I mean, that, you're getting out of football shape into basketball shape, but without, I'm guessing you weren't playing hey, the same I, level of... When I played basketball, those shorts that Coach Gallagher handed me, oh. that was a singlet. So uh, it, was, it was tight. It was, uh, those were booty. I Go had the Stocktons. Ugh, the stop. But that's what I was going to say. The history of the WCAC, we're celebrating a little of the spirit of Joe Gallagher here. The hospitality yeah. suite at the Alhambra just jumped right into my mind because he has claimed he has won a few games, lost a few games, but never lost at the hospitality suite at the Holiday Inn in, uh, in Cumberland? Cumberland, Maryland. So, you know, I, I've heard that said a dozen times yes. in my life, and I believe it to be true. He's, so. he's way on top. He's I in the lead. I hope that's proper history of the WCAC See, I think that's sports. the kind of stuff we, should be, we should be covering and yeah, talking, talking more about. To the audience. 
What a legend. A legendary man, a legendary coach. I am blessed and honored to say I'm the youngest man that ever played for him. He kept me around that freshman year to help me that sophomore year, but mostly to hang out and party with my dad a little bit, I think. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, as you get older, you understand how, how the world works. And, work. uh, and I learned a ton. And the guy, the guy I guarded is now the head coach at Rhode Island, Dave Cox, just ripping it up up there, taking over that program, uh, doing great things. And that's who I guarded. He was the senior captain on that team, and he taught me a ton. So that was like my, uh, in my year of, uh, of service, I guess you call it. And I was taught everything on the court. By that guy, by that guy, and it's how it's passed Joe. down in this league. All yep. the tricks of the trade that a senior would know that a freshman couldn't possibly have a clue about. And he was a great teammate. He taught me a ton, and obviously he's a great teacher because he's at, he's at the helm at Rhode Island. And we're wishing him the best. I mean, if I would have had just a little bit of that seal, I'm guaranteeing you, right, you're probably where this show probably wouldn't even be possible because that would be like, you know what I'm saying? The just a little bit of that, just that, that, if I could have soaked up a little bit of what you just described, I feel like I could, I, I could have an all-pro career in the NBA. Oh, I thought you were still talking about, mats. like, wrestling yeah. someone, so. No, I was the worst wrestler ever. I you was a terrible wrestler. Match. We could have gotten you one win. I don't know, man. I was, I was really bad. I, I, I was in the best shape ever. Wrestling practice is the worst. Anyone who wrestled, any people who love wrestling, it's, it's awesome for them, yeah, I it's guess. It's dedication. But, it is. Man, it is. It is. I just not, did not find it very. Hey, hard. I have a certain huge amount of respect. I've been to a couple wrestling tournaments. When you're yeah, out there one hard. on one, you hard. cannot rely on your teammate. It's mano a mano, and the respect that wrestlers have for each other, it's tremendous. The, the post when they go shake hands with each coach, then shake hands with each other. That's real. Now, uh, there's tears. There's tears of joy. There's tears of sadness. But that's real. And I have a ton of respect for those guys. I do. Uh, what an impossible thing! You mean like you know these guys? I, I, no, I met the guys that <laughs> no, actually guys actually, yeah. that actually like win wrestling matches oh, and yeah. and then and oh. compete at high levels. Well, matches. I competed at super high level, uh, mo but like from my back on the mat, just it was tough. And pin. I mean, I had, I had places to get to. You know, I'm about to pin this show. <laughs> <laughs> Can he suplex? Wait till it? we. Oh, oh! But I'll tell you what. Are we still when, we get in, when we're still when we do history of the WCAC come springtime. We talk about Oak Crest Heights, <laughs> spring training for tennis. Right. It is God. happening. It's happening. You just had to get there. You just had to do it. Uh. I'll tell you what. It was awesome Tuesday night. We missed our buddy T Strack. Get back here soon. Uh, we will be back next week yeah. to cover more news. It just dawned on me. Do you think? Maryland got tea tonight? Is that what happened? Wait, Wait a second. Loxley knows exactly what he's doing. He what took our best missing? guy. We should have been like Saban and protected you, this. Wait, we should have protected this house. Kevin. We're not good enough stalkers. No one's saving it up tonight. I'm blaming Seal. Yeah, it was the perfect I'll crime. Take, you wanted that, I'll you take wanted, this one. I was closest that, to him downtown. I think I this might be a conspiracy because then who took his spot? Sandbagging. So this could be an episode of drunk history as opposed to the history of the WCC. Will we revisit this moment? Yeah. We will. I think we will. Yeah, well, either way, good luck, T. That's you know, right, We T. wish you the best. We miss you, pal. <laughs> Sorry. Great move by Loxley again. Yeah. Real deal, Seal. Gentlemen, it's been great. We're going to have some more action coming up this week in the league. So I'm going to get out and take some photographs and report back next week. Kevin? Hey, good luck to all the student athletes out there in the WCAC. Uh, stay healthy so we can yes. keep on talking about you in the best way. Because uh, there's one thing we hate down in this basement. It's having to ever talk about an injury. So let's have a healthy, healthy year in this conference. We've already taken two with the Paul the Six backcourt. Yep. God bless you guys. Yes. Get better. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. We're going to see you next week, but I like saying it for the next two weeks anyways. Happy holidays to everybody. Thanks. Happy holidays to everybody. Absolutely. On behalf Spread of First Amendment Sports, cheers to all, all those uh, coaches and parents out there who are not only supporting us, but supporting uh, all those uh, awesome teams 
uh, for the winter time here in the WCAC. So thank you very yeah. much for all your efforts. Thanks for what you uh, do. Very much appreciated that. by us and I'm sure by all the uh, people who are watching. Until next Tuesday, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was the WCAC Spectacular. I love to, it's like the season of toasting. You just got to toast people constantly. Hold on. Are you positive no, about this? No, we're going to, I think it's okay. I mean, go ahead. You want to hit the X and then end. With the old school Timbo's on. The key, the key to this is when it doesn't say live, then we're off. But, but if it says live, we're still on. There you go. <laughs>